Thank you for joining us today for this episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. I'm here with the great one and all. I don't know if I should call you great. Amazing would be a better adjective. Amazing mountain man, unique. Brian Martin. Unique. Unique. The uniquely amazing. Uniquely amazing, Brian Martin. Across from me, as always, is... Uh, I was going to say bleep, but bleep doesn't sit across from me. So hashtag 393 Brad Dana. Hola. And you know what? We moved this table around. I got to tell you, I hit my shin earlier, and I think I'm going to have a black and blue mark, so I need to take some workman's comp in the next three days. You are there. a fragile 6'4", 295 <laughs> oh aren't you? You know what's so funny is Brian Wolf, if you're listening, <laughs> you're la now I know where you get it. <laughs> Brian goes, I know your height is between 6'4 and 6'5, but every time you do a podcast, your weight fluctuates 50 pounds. <laughs> and I go, I go, yeah, that's <laughs> Thanks to that asshole, um, Brad, and uh, being such a jack wagon. So, anyway, um, so I appreciate that. Um, so, anyway, oh, and then uh, bleeps to my left, and then we have a special guest on that uh, is not – actually, he's special in every way, but uh, he's actually not so special. We should have him on more often. Uh, Brandon Neal, um, one of the original uh, – um, owners of Rolling Bones Outdoors and a uh, great friend of mine for many, many years and all of ours for many, many years, but is just doing an amazing job with us out there helping us uh, grow our agencies to bring more value and opportunity to all you out there in the, con in the uh, world and, and open offices so we have local offices serving all of you. But he also has been vetting for 10 years with us across the country. Hey, that's and, a tough uh, job, isn't it? Darn so it. Welcome, on, uh, welcome on, Brandon. Thank you. Yeah, the vetting part's the best part. <laughs> I would uh, like to take more of those. <laughs> well, we've been doing it a long time. I think one of our first, well, I shouldn't say one of our first ones because we hunted a lot of different places before that. But I remember doing a, uh, um, a shed hunting uh, five-day adventure that we did. I think that's on film somewhere. But that was... Uh, <laughs> That was quite a, it was quite an adventure. It was just for shed hunting. I remember that. Yeah. We went out on the Arizona strip and, uh, we left St. George, Utah. Brian had never been out to the strip prior to that. This was several years ago. And, uh, we, we went out there and we got about five miles out on the strip and he goes, Hey, is there a gas station anywhere out here? And there is nothing, uh, for miles and miles. Right. I think it's the largest piece of BLM in the lower 48, I believe. So, uh, well, yeah, if you remember that. right, actually what happened was we were getting ready to leave and somebody stopped and said, I need to make a call. And I go, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean you need to make a call? And, uh, they go, well, we won't have no service where we're going for the next four or five days. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I did not tell my wife I was going to be out of pocket for five. And I didn't have my Delorum or anything with me at that time. Um, and I was like, holy smoke. So yeah, we just left off into the great abyss for, um, five days and, uh, it was awesome, <laughs> but it was surprising to it, me it, for those of you who don't know, it is an amazing wild wilderness out there. Yes, it is. And they've got, uh, hornets that come and what was that thing that they, that got you that was chasing? Did, it, did the, it whack uh, him right underneath the right eyeball again? No, for, yeah. Right. For some reason when you I'm with Brandon have, or you, I'm you must have like a, uh, a, 
a magnet? Because I got stung when I was vetting, when we were vetting that first doll sheep camp, the three of us, too. Twice. And I got hit twice in the same eye. My face swelled up. And you two jack wagons were laughing at me the last two days laying around camp. So, no, they have these things called, um, they have these things called, uh, uh, what are they called? These big hawks. What were they? Tarantula hawks? Something like that. Oh, tarantula hawks. That's exactly that what they're called. Tarant- that's exactly right. So those of you that don't know and never heard of it, in the, in the Arizona Strip and, and maybe all over in the desert out there, they have these giant wasps. And what they do is they attack a tarantula and they kill them and then they lay the larvae in the casing, the big body part of the tarantula. And then so the tarantula is literally their womb for their duplication process and they kill these giant tarantulas out there well i'm out picking up a shed and i'm hiking up the side of a mountain and we all just spread out with our gps's and i got freaking dive bombed i'd never heard of such a thing it was a wasp that looked as big as a damn uh uh what's it called uh like a hummingbird and i thought it was going to kill me i was just on my hands and knees crying to the lord saying save me from this thing (laughs) so anyway we got back to camp that night. We were sitting around the fire, and I go, guys, I got dive-bombed by this thing, and it looked like a wasp, but it was, had to be a bird. And they're like, no, it was a wasp. It's called a tarantula hawk. You know, look them up online, tarantula hawk, true story. So anyway, that, that did happen. <laughs> That's like a one-eyed flying purple people eater. Exactly. One-eyed, one horse. Have you ever heard of a tarantula hawk? Yeah. I have, but I've never seen one. I don't really know what they are. And I never want to see one again. Is it, is it more common than Sasquatch? Um, I think so. All I know is if I see one, I want to be with you. Can you, sh- <laughs> can you shoot it with a four? God, you guys are jackasses, a man. I'm telling you. I figure four, I'm safe. Is a 410 big enough for them? If, they would be great, Corey, for a 410. But anyway, hey, listen, enough. But I guess this is about vetting. So, Brandon, um, you just got back from vetting a one-of-a-kind, super unique hunt that Kelly created with uh, um, one of our amazing, amazing adventure providers and outfitters. And uh, why don't you just tell us what happened, why you said yes, and uh, don't worry, Brian Martin will jump in and, uh, and shamefully beat on you like I get beat on. So go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so um, Kelly calls me from our office and says, hey, Brian, what are you doing next week? And I said, well, what do I need to be doing next week? And she said, we've got an awesome opportunity to go hunt bison up on Kodiak Island. It's actually just off of Kodiak Island, a little island called, if I can say it right, Sikadilak. Is that how you say it? Sikadilak. It's like psychedelic, but it's Sikadilak. Sikadilak. Sikadilak, I think. And she said that, yeah, she said, I got an opportunity to go. It's free range bison, and uh, we got a great deal right now. We've got this dialed in and lined up. And, uh, if you can get there next week, there's a couple bulls that they've got, uh, found that, uh, need to be harvested. And, um, can you go? And I said, uh, yeah, I can make that happen. I, I asked, asked my wife, I go, Hey, what do you think about this bison hunt? Should I go? We got four little kids. So it's always rough leaving to a place like Alaska because uh, you never know how you're long you're going to be there. It's another story we can get into in a second. Um, and she said, heck yeah, she's awesome. She goes, heck yeah, you, you need to go do that called you, Brian, you go, heck yeah, you should go do that. It's kind of like going on a brown bear hunt, but you're not hunting brown bear, you're hunting bison, but you're on Kodiak Island and it's going to be an adventure. So I, uh, and it eats a lot better than a brown bear. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Much better. (laughs) 
So I uh, got it dialed in and, and uh, set it up and booked it and uh, was up. So I, I, I got that call from Kelly on Wednesday, and then I was, I was actually on my way there Sunday night. Well, that's not and bad. got there. You got even got yeah. to go to church that day. I did. I did. I had a couple extra days and uh, to prepare. So the only only uh, disadvantage was when I got there, there was also a big rainstorm that followed me. Oh, and uh, so I got. Yeah, it was bad ahead. weather. It was bad weather up there. Some of the guys canceled their hunt up on one of our outfitters uh, up out of um, Kotzebue. He had to cancel. His, the hunters said after five days of getting rain and snow and ice and everything terrible, it was like winter sent in. He said they called her. They quit. They they, they called the air. plane and they said, "Can you let's do it another time? I, I we're tired of freezing our ass." So <laughs> yeah. so he would have had not so cold weather because that was by right Arctic because circle. he's he, and he's down quite but a it's bit. Bad miserable. Though. So but but those cells can come into Alaska and sit there and sit there and sit there. So and I know exactly what he had. I wasn't even really thinking about. But these guys just wrote me. They they called the hunt. Really? Well, it was unbelievable yeah. because yeah. I got there. And it was, it was nice. It, it, it looked so nice. But, of course, you see the weather report and you see 80%, 100% chance of rain. And when you see that on Kodiak, you know it's, uh, That's, uh, it's for sure. Yeah. So I, I pull in and our outfitter says, hey, um, we're not going to go today because if we go today, we're going to get stranded for at least a couple of days. So we're going to wait it out and we're going to go um, instead of going on Monday or on uh, Tuesday morning, we're going to go out on probably Thursday morning. So I'm okay, that works. Well, Monday comes, the storm comes a couple hours later and it just gets totally socked in. You can't see more than maybe a couple hundred yards and uh, just, just pouring rain. So that was uh, Tuesday. Uh, we get up Wednesday, same story. Uh, get up Thursday, same story. <laughs> get up Friday morning and it's rain has stopped, but the visibility is still low. So we go out and uh, we check. We, 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 what's, what's cool about this adventure is uh, he's, he's got uh, our outfitter there. He's got um, crab traps set out and, so, and, and fishing nets and things. So we'd go check those, and we went out and, and uh, checked the crab traps and caught a few crab while we were there. Had crab that, old, that, old booger, that old booger is tough and lives off the land, doesn't he? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he's uh, 68 years old, and he does not slow. He can't sit still. He just goes, you know. Isn't it amazing? And, he lives uh, out there by himself, and he's got an amazing – I tell you what, I want to just – what did you think? I mean, isn't that little compound that he's created for himself there just amazing accommodations for our hunters? And, I mean, if you had to be somewhere to be in a quintessential little, I guess, uh, trapper's compound was pretty cool, don't you think? So you, you know, the only, the only question I had when I got there is how in the heck did Brian Maimon fit in this place? Because the ceilings are only six feet tall. Uh, but no, but it, it is really nice for, for, for where well, it is. Well, they tiny I'm people. Sure you, sure you for, for you ran around and they're like, it was a gym because you're so tiny. They tried to shrink him as soon as he got off the plane. They soaked him in salt water. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> they so did how, do how that. How far is this little place uh, out of town? Oh, it's a 45, 40, 40 minute. Uh, about, would you say about 35 no, minute I, float, no, I think float it's flight? Only, it, well, I'll tell you this. By helicopter, it's, it's uh, 12 minutes is all by helicopter. So to the airport. I, I think the, 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 to the airport, yeah. Um, so the, the Beaver took us maybe 15, 20 minutes to get there from Kodiak. So not, not too bad. Um, 
you know, it's just it's just over over. Yeah, the you're bay probably right. About that. twenty. It, yeah, less than a little less than a half an hour. So so at least you didn't have to sleep in a tent for five days. You actually had a tin roof. No, over you got a you got a dry bunkhouse at this place. He he's all yeah, set it, up. So it can rain two inches a day and still not get wet. Oh, it's oh, it's unbelievable. I mean, he's got he's a great cook, great chef. I mean, um, yeah, good An sleeping amazing accommodations. Chef. Yeah, we you, actually uh, a lot of these outfitters there. They, they they're good. Yeah. And while I was there, they built up a whole nother shack too. So there's a, there's room for four more hunters now for so blacktail season comes around. They got room for them. It's got its own stove. Really cool. Really, they put really it cool. another. They said they were going to. So it's it's kind of more of a like. I did you stay in the bunkhouse I stayed in? It's got uh, it's got that front room and then the little back room with the, a furnace and the back room can get yep. pretty hot. So, yep. huh? Yep, that's where I stayed. Uh, yeah. So they built another one. It's nicer than that. Uh, it, I think it will be. It's, I mean, it's, it's, uh, uh, you know, brand new. So they're just barely getting it put together, but yeah, it'll have its own outhouse and the whole deal. Uh, you've got a shower there. You can shower. I mean, he's set up. I mean, he lives there, so it's his place. So he, he actually lives out in the bush of Kodiak. Yes. He's got internet. Yeah. He's got Wi-Fi internet, uh, with satellite. Uh, so he has a hotspot. If you have AT&T, it works. Verizon didn't work, but AT&T did. So I could hook up to his hotspot oh, you're and lucky. that was nice. Yeah, he, he's just right in the perfect place for it. The Coast Guard's close by, and so they've got a cell tower that works for that. You know what's cool? So that's is, is the one morning I was there this last in December on that uh, Sitka blacktail hunt. Um, they wanted to get us out the day before because we'd gotten everything, and weather was coming in. But the other reason was they were shutting down all the uh, airways because Musk was uh, kicking out 100 satellites that morning. Ooh. Oh, yeah. The old, uh, he was SpaceX. launching them because the, SpaceX yeah, or whatever yeah. they call that. Because there was satellites going out. This is pretty cool remote area. But anyway, lots. Of, I, I didn't mean to interrupt there. Go keep going. I want to hear about this. Yeah. No. So yeah, stayed there and then uh, anyway. So we were rained in Monday through Thursday. Friday we got up, still sucked in. We were out checking the crab traps, and his cell phone rang. I, I was one of those hunters that didn't want to be the annoying hunter, and I, I, I should have uh, made him check his phone, but. Uh, the first thing in the morning, the the helicopter pilot said, hey, listen, send me a picture of the bay. Uh, he sent him a picture. He said, ah, it's a no-go. Um, and But the forecast said it was going to clear up by like 10 a.m. It said it was going to get get uh, partly partly sunny. So I, I asked him, I said, hey, do you think he could come back maybe 10 or 11 by chance? And he said, nah, he's busy. He's, he's a, he's a hel- this helicopter pilot's a contractor up there. So um He's uh, I'll kind of explain how this all works out because it's pretty dang cool. So I, he goes, that's all right. Look, we'll go, we'll go fishing. We're going to get out Saturday for sure. The weather's cleared up the next four or five days. I'm like, okay, I'll get, wait one more day. Anyway, we were, we were out checking the uh, crab traps. His cell phone beeped. He got a text message and, uh, and he, 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 he couldn't hear it because he was checking the traps. So we went out to do some halibut fishing. And as soon as I uh, dropped the line to do some halibut fishing, he checks his text and goes, oh, he says, we can go. Let's get back to camp. So I reel back in. We get back to camp, and we missed him. We missed the helicopter pilot Friday. So we still couldn't get out on Friday. And uh, so but Saturday was a go. So he said, I'm coming Saturday morning. The helicopter pilot did. So uh, this is what's crazy, okay, is you fly into this hunt. Now, usually in Alaska, you can't use a helicopter. If no. you use a helicopter for hunting in Alaska, you're done, right? You might lose your gun privileges. Yes. So people probably asking, how the heck are you using a helicopter in Alaska? So check this out. So he, 
this outfitter has got a agreement with the natives that he's working, that he's worked on putting this together for us and for him and for everybody, for the natives as well, where um, these natives want to manage this bison herd. The bison herd's doing really well. They had, I think, 18 new calves this year. All the calves uh, make it. They, they don't, they don't die. There's no, you know, other than bears, there's no predators and the, and the, the bears kind of stay away from the bison. So they want to take, they said seven to 10 bulls a year out of this herd just to keep the uh, bull to cow population where it needs to be at least wow. for the next couple of years. Wow. So he's lined this up with them and you know, they, they, I mean, it's a lot of work to go get a bison. You, you all know how big they are. So um, he said, Hey, tell you what, why don't we go harvest these bison for you? We'll bring you the meat and uh, we'll, we'll call it good. And they agreed. So he lines up that and then he lines up, he's got a good buddy. Who's this helicopter contractor up there who is a good friend of his really good guy. And now, hold uh, on, hold on, Brandon. I just want everybody to understand like Kelly here at Rolling Bones and him put this whole package and idea together. And Brandon was the first one that just said, yeah, I vet this crap. I'm going to, so I want everybody to know that the, the, like, like, you know what I'm saying? If you're listening like this isn't just something we woke up one morning and go, hey, let's do this. Kelly and and him put all this stuff together, and he got hold of Kelly months ago and said, hey, you know what? We should have this. And Kelly said, what do you think about something like this? I said, would be awesome. I'll go do it. Well, then Brandon said I couldn't because he went, and uh, no, I seriously couldn't get there. But but it was just 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 me, Brandon, listening to you put all these logistics together. I'm going of what happened and how you're. It's just amazing. So anyway, keep going. Yeah, no, it, it really is. Um, and, and so we, we, uh, we fly out there on Saturday and what's cool is and some people might think, Oh, that, that doesn't even sound like much of a hunt, but, uh, we, we flew out Saturday morning and, uh, we knew where the bison were, the area they were. So we flew over, we were able to spot them from the helicopter, of course, cause we're above them. Uh, and by the way, I've already extended my flight for a day. So I needed this to be a quick hunt. So uh, we did spot them, but in June, the, ch the challenge with hunting in Alaska in June is the vegetation is so thick, uh -huh. you can't see anything. So <laughs> we spot them from the helicopter. We know go, that, this huh? is gonna be a... <laughs> I thought this is going to be a piece of cake. So we go land the helicopter behind a hill from them, you know, maybe, I don't know, a mile away from them or whatever. Hop out of the helicopter and uh, start making a, a play on them. Um, first we got to find them, right? So now we're on the ground and we still have elevation on them. They're, they're down in the river bottom and we're up on a, on a hill, probably, I don't know, 500 feet above them or so. And so, uh, we start walking out on the ledges and start glassing, but you can't see anything. I mean, it's just so thick. And, uh, so, and, and I'll kind of talk about this because when to do this, the good thing is, is I was the first one out there to kind of figure this out and our outfitter, same thing he goes, I'm glad you're out here. And this is our first one. We're learning a lot from this. We're going to have this totally dialed in for our next hunters. So, um, anyway, we get on a point, we start glass and can't find him. Can't find him. Um, I walked up the ridge a little bit more up, up the, up the mountain a little bit more and looked up Canyon, uh, and, uh, looked in the river bottom and I saw both bulls bedded down. So I said, hey, I no see the bulls. Way. Yeah, they were 300 yards away, and but they were laying down. I, I had a shot, but they were laying down. And um, I was using one of our uh, one of our rifles. I actually used a 6.5 PRC, and I'll talk about that too a little bit because it worked really well. Um, I was I was wondering, you know, the 6.5 PRC is this going to be enough for a for a bison? Anyway, so um, 
we saw them down there 300 yards away. Uh, they were right along the river. So the river would mask our sound and the wind was good. So we could put a good stock on them. There was a cottonwood tree about a hundred yards away from them. So our, our play was to get to that cottonwood tree, hike down the mountain and, and, and get up on that and to shoot them from there. So we, we do that. We start making the stock, we get down in there. And, and when we get down there, the wind switches on us. Um, just a slight, slight breeze, hardly, hardly blowing at all. And there's a, a deer that walks, that, that we kind of get spooked by. So we get up to this cottonwood tree and we, and we still can't see them. We, we just, there was just too much vegetation. So we walked out onto the river bottom, onto the rock bed. And, and uh, I told the officer, hey, stop. There's one there standing there looking at us. And uh, so I pulled up on him. I didn't have a shot. It was just, it was too thick. And I said, let me get to the other side of you. I walked around the, the back of him to the other side of him and had a, I had about a three foot window right over his vital sign, right, right where his vitals were. Uh, pulled up and uh, skulls went off and made a heart shot on him. So they take off. And, and, and here's what's cool, by the way, before this, before we're going to go, hey, by the way, Brandon, uh, the native said we can kill both these bulls. I want them both dead. So you shoot the one, the other one's still there. Go ahead and shoot him too. So, <laughs> that so sounds, like, I thought, that sounds be- like a 14 year old fantasy. I should um, have been for, there for Brad Dana. Um, <laughs> That's like I oh, can shoot like, everything. Let me shoot that, everything. <laughs> I, you mean I can keep shooting? And I can shoot these as many times as we had the wrong guy vetting this, Brandon. <laughs> oh man, that's like being oh, in no. a hotel in Istanbul and getting a happy ending for no charge. <laughs> <laughs> no, you had the right guy. <laughs> you had the right guy. So, uh, so I, I shoot the one and heart shot, and they they take off, you know, and and they they go towards the thick brush off out of the river bottom, and I thought, oh boy. You know, what, 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 what do we get ourselves into? Did this, did this bullet do its job? Did this gun do its job? So we, we walk up to him, walk up to where I made the shot and then walked over about another 10, 15 yards. And there's my bull deader than a doornail sitting there. Just deader than a hammer and, laying uh, there. And your, your rifle was a hammer. It did its job. Yep. Yep. No and then we look up and the other bull's sitting there. So I pull up, shoot it real quick, and then he, he backed me up on that one and shot, a, shot it a couple more quick times just to make sure it didn't go far, just to one of them as close together as possible. And so we had two bulls down right there. And, uh, yeah, we're shooting these. These bullets are unbelievable we're using. I mean, they just – the aluminum tips on them are just super, I mean, effective. And uh, uh, I, I just was very impressed with how well they performed. Um, so Brad's done a good job of putting that package together because it's, um, it works. So, uh, yeah, we had two bowls down. And, uh, so we call, we actually had, uh, access to two different helicopters. The one that Jeez dropped us off. And then another, <laughs> I should and then, have been uh, on this hey. trip, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Calvary. Uh, we got uh, the Calvary here. Just send in the. It's like that show. Send in the uh, air We support. were soldiers. <laughs> when he goes, I'll be the first one on the field of battle and the last one to leave. And and gentlemen, this this will be our horse. Dud, 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 dud. Those those helicopters come really jumping down. That was Brandon, gentlemen. This is our horse. Hey, bring in the cavalry. Can I get those helicopters over here? So now you got two dead buffalo. Two helicopters. There. I, I felt man. Two dead buffalo. That yep. that two dead that's buffalo. a pile of meat. 
Uh, well, first of all, yeah, you can't move those things. I've had people ask me, why didn't you set them up better for pictures? I'm like, uh, there's oh, no yeah. setting them up. They lay where they lay, and you're not moving <laughs> we, those we things. We did set They're... them up. We, we set behind them. <laughs> yeah. We didn't have 17 guys in a corral in a pickup truck with a, with a, with a, uh, with a chain to pull them around. And unfortunately, the first the first one I killed, of course, he he dies in a mud hole, right in a uh, in water. So, so we had to welcome just take to care Alaska. Of right. We've done that in Alaska before. Yeah, moose. A, moose, yep. a moose in the oh. river. But anyway, go ahead. I yep. love it. So we, uh, you know, we get our pictures and, and do all that, and we start butchering them. We call in the the two helicopters, right? And they're there within. And I, oh, by the way, when we were flying into this deal. I told my I told my helicopter pilot, I go, hey, listen. I've already extended my flight for a day. Uh, I got to get home for the first week if I can, because my wife's got a camp. She's going. I got to watch my boys. I go. I got a flight at 4:40 today. I know. I know this is a lot to ask and probably next to impossible to accomplish. But if I could make that flight, I'm just putting it out there. And he goes, Brandon. There's no way you're making that flight. And our outfitter says the same thing. He goes, Brandon. There's no way you're making that flight. Don't even count on it. Anyway, so we had these bison dead by 9, 9.30. We had the helicopters landing to pick them up by 11, okay? And I'm going, I might make my flight. And they're still telling me, Brandon, you're not going to make your flight. Mm -hmm. You know, give up the idea. I go, no, nah, I think I can make it, right? So we're, we're sitting there butchering these things, getting them on. And, and they, uh, the one helicopter, we just, we, we, uh, we, we quartered one of them. And uh, he took, took two quarters on one trip and then came back for a second trip, took the other two quarters the other bison we just cut in half and put it in the net and uh the the helicopter came and the camera what that's called sling he came and slung it slung, slung it, it slung, yep. it, slung it yeah yep. so he comes and, and picks that one up uh, the whole the whole bison takes the whole bison picks it up takes it to town uh comes back and they're back by i don't know it's probably one o'clock at this time so he says all right let's go hop in and uh Get you back no to, way. Back to I, I'm such a dummy. No way. Because, because Kelly said, oh, you want to go to Alaska? I'm like, holy crap. I'm not going to Alaska. I'm, going, yeah. I'm not going to Alaska, and then you're going to shoot a, <laughs> a buffalo I way up tell you, back wait, in there. you got to hear be this. this. Just before thing, this yeah. called, my son that uh, owns the butcher shop here in town, he goes, yeah, I'm going to kill a buffalo no, uh, and like to get on your list, and uh, but I'm not going to do it in Alaska. I'm going to do it out here because. And now Brad's going, and I'm like, it's about the adventure. And now Brad's like, I could have killed two. I could have shot 27 times, and I would have had helicopters coming in. <laughs> this would have been awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm shooting yeah. my buffalo where you shot yours. That's for sure. <laughs> you did have to wait five days, but yeah, other than that, because the rain. But that's that's part this of the. This is the five to one ratio. You sit in camp for five days. I needed five days and, off. And and Man. then it's one hour of hunting. It sounded like, <laughs> yeah, and which I'm totally fine with. That's that's like brown bear hunting. I told you, just be like a brown bear. So it's funny because so when you're on, brown they, bear hunting, don't they look like a buffalo grazing? Oh, they do. That green grass is yep. crazy. They, they sure do. We've said how that many, many times, times have I said that? And you actually got to go wackadoodle a buffalo. So that's pretty cool. They do look like a buffalo out there. We've always said that. So what? Um, so so now one o'clock. I'm so we 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 so digress. Yeah, so he takes so. me back. He takes you back to our, the outfitter's place, and then he had to go back and get our outfitter because it was it was me, and then we had a, a packer with us there too. So the helicopter could only fit um, could fit four of us, but sounds our like you had two packers: just, helicopter number one and helicopter number yeah, two. Yeah, we had, yeah exactly. <laughs> we we had we had a uh, we had some machinery as well, Brad. Um, 
so anyway, he, he, uh, takes us back to the outfitter's place. We, we get out and then he has to go back and get the outfitter and bring him back. So I'm sitting there going, okay, do I change my flight? Do I, is he going to make it back? What do I do? And it was, and, and I was literally changing my flight and almost hit submit. And I hear the, the helicopters coming in. I'm going, I'm going to make my flipping flight. So he comes in, he lands. <laughs> I walk, I run out there. I go, Hey, is he going to take me into town right now? He goes, yeah, I'll take you right to the airport. He goes, you got time. Grabbed my stuff, got on there, and no joke, I was at the airport 15 minutes later, and uh, walking in, getting to the gate right as the basically right as the gate was closed, and I made it on my flight, and made it home. Wow, to- totally crazy. Uh, so, good for you. That I just <laughs> speaking from experience in Alaska, I've had the exact opposite. I didn't make that flight, and there was two more days they couldn't get you out. And then you just one of the things that people have to understand when you go to Alaska is that the weather is is the dictator. You know what I'm saying? The weather is what is going to really mediate your travel. And when it doesn't happen, you just got to be able to kick back a gear and slow down. Oh, but you guys got to just get comfortable. Sometimes these storms will last ten days or so. <laughs> but when it when the window yeah. opens, you also got to be ready to capitalize on it. And you took off and made it happen. Well, and Kodiak lets you leave when it wants you to leave. They got a saying up there that say we don't count on miracle or we don't we don't uh, hope for miracles. We count on them. That's their that's their <laughs> slogan up there. <laughs> so, I'm I'm using that for me now too. I like that one. <laughs> that is really good. So so t- tell us. So then, and and I I do know the answer to this. So they're gonna turn your uh, all your hides, get all your horns, get everything, and take it to the expediter in town because we know the expediter there, and they take everything yep. and ship it home in the next week or two to you, don't they? Yep. Yep. So I, I, I'm going to keep one of the skulls and one of the capes and then the outfitter is going to keep one for him. And, uh, and then they let us keep one quarter and some back straps, but the majority of the meat on this hunt goes to the natives. That's, that's the deal. That's the deal. Yep. Which is um, super cool. Good. Yeah, no, it is. And, and bison's great, but you know, to transport that much meat back to the States no. is, doesn't make sense anyway. So, um, other than it is good meat, but, uh, uh, I, you know, I, and, and, and it's good that I was the one that went on this one, you know, or someone from our staff went on this one because again, June, we wouldn't do it in June again. Um, we would do it in, in, you know, late fall, winter, early spring, less vegetation. You can see a lot better. Um, their hides are going to be thicker than as well. Uh, the capes on these were really good, but they, they were shedding with the, their, their skin's still really cool. Even, even though, even, yeah, even shedding. a shedded Buffalo still has a hell of a hide on it. Still cool. Yes. Yeah. They're still thick leather and everything else, but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, we would book people in there at better times of year, but I, what I liked about it is it was June and there were no other hunts going on, you know? So that was, that was and, another cool deal. And normally you don't have that bad of weather like that. That's rare. Yeah. Usually yeah, it's high pressure. Yeah, exactly. But the, the Buffalo actually rut in July. Uh, I think the end of June or at least in July, at least they do like in Montana. So some people like to hunt them there, like my friends that run one of the big ranches, the Flying D. They like to do their hunts in the summer. So there's pros and, and cons, apparently, right, to every, everything. Yes. And apparently they've got uh, – ours were big bulls, big mature bulls. I don't know. They were probably – I don't know. I don't know how old they were, 10, 12, 14-year-old bulls. Um, and they've got some a few bigger bulls on the, on the island. So what happened was these two bulls were kind of rolled bulls. They ended up getting onto Kodiak. They must have swam across or however they got there. So I can officially say I extincted the bi- the bison on Kodiak Island. <laughs> <laughs> so 
so you, so, so, you d- so he didn't even get over to where he wanted to go. No, th- they ended up finding these on Kodiak, and the natives wanted these off of Kodiak. Yeah. Because uh, um, it, it is just obviously, you know, they were trying to manage this herd, but I'm sure they swam. Buffalo can swim, obviously, super well. And uh, they just came across. So um, the licensing, because it was native, explain that to us, licensing and tags. Um, and I know it's, it's all on a website, but uh, at, by the way, at rollingbones.com, if you're looking for this hunt, just go to rollingbones.com, click on it, click on adventures, it'll take you into all of our adventures, click on Alaska and Bison, and you can do the two drop downs, it'll take you right to this one, and you can read all about it, make sure you click on every one of the headers, the hunt experience, the uh, o- overview, media, the gear, gear, the media, and then the food menu, everything that's darker black you can click on and it'll bring up more uh, digital assets for you to look at and view uh it's it's really cool you'll love our software but anyway um tell us about that because i think i think everybody wants to know including us yeah and by the way those of you that are going to the website i would recommend you can definitely do it on your cell phone but if you do it on a computer it's uh, just a bigger screen better experience so just uh uh, just for any of you that are looking at it. Yeah, go, great point. Like great say. point, because it does expand out. It gets the full effect on a big screen. You're right. Yep. But, yeah, it was really weird getting there. I go, hey, where do I get my tag? And he goes, we don't have to have a tag. We don't have to have a license. This is, I mean, it's, it's, it's just such a foreign way of doing any type of hunt I've ever done before. I'm liking the and, sounds uh, of this more and more as we go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told you. I can draw. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. If, if you're How many points did you free, say it needed? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, if you need to get your Super 10 or your, you know, North American Slam or whatever, and, and you need a bison, this is, I don't know, this is a pretty dang good way to do it, you know, Super for the price cool and everything. Too, huh? Oh, it's really cool. I mean, to go to Alaska, be around the bears and be around, be on Kodiak Island and in that whole, whole country is just, I mean, where else can you do that? You know, it's, it's awesome. You know, here's what I was thinking earlier, just a five day fishing cabin trip in Alaska, in Kodiak, to be able to go out and check your crab pots, to go out and fish halibut, to go out there and do that for five days, stay in a, uh, a, uh, an amazing lodge at the foot of all the mountains in Kodiak. Um, so meals, lodging, and fishing alone for five days. What, what, what's a trip like that worth? Then you throw in buffalo hunting like this. Um, just absolutely amazing. Well, I'll tell you another advantage of going um, in the fall and winter as well is you could be able you'd be able to hunt those foxes that you guys killed, um, and that'd be a really cool little benefit and probably add some deer and uh, you know mm-hmm. so you could if you worked it out right you could probably work out a little combo deal with this thing. Right. So yeah, I tell you what, and and just Kodiak itself is an amazing, amazing island, and it's it's just cool there. I, I I love it. So so I was just there in in December, as you know, and this is two hunts now that are customized that we've been able to create that nobody really else has. So like you said, the the Sitka or the blacktail hunt, it's two deer and two fox that you get to bring home. It's five days of hunting. And it is a, is it not a game rich environment? Oh yeah. There's, there are animals everywhere. I wish I could have been out more to see more of them, you know, but we were kind of stuck in there, but yes, a lot of animals. And so you think of that, I I don't know what that, that I I don't remember the price on these hunts. I'm not, I'm not just saying that go to the website, rollingbones.com. But, uh, um, but the Kodiak hunt, I think it's around 6,000 bucks and that's two deer and two fox 
and five days of hunting, meals, lodges, everything. It's not your flight in, but the flight in is not expensive because, like you said, it's a 30-minute flight over there. Uh, I think it's a few hundred bucks, isn't it? Yeah, I think it was uh, uh, 600 bucks if you just went by yourself, but if you went with a buddy, you split that. So it'd be 300 apiece. Right. It's so, you know, so, so, yeah. Which is cheap for flying. It's super cheap in Alaska. A lot Alaska. of flying's are two grand, a thousand bucks. 1500 bucks. You know, where we go in, a lot of our Alaska are 1500 In Northern BC, Yukon, NWT, they're all expensive. They are, aren't they? So, so anyway. Yeah, Kodiak is pretty cheap as long as you don't go to the far end of the island. I just think we got such a cool, cool, cool adventure wired in up there. Well, it's half the price of a free range hunt in BC. It is half the price. Yes. And you don't have to yep. go to Canada with guns and deal with getting, a, you know, <clears throat> problems right now. So. Yep. Yeah. Well, BC is really big, wild country, you know, but this is, this is big and wild just in a different way. No, it's, it's a one of a kind, one of a kind hunt. Should let some Cape Buffalo go there and see how they do. <laughs> they do well in the wet weather. Yeah, it, Kodiak yeah. is. We could put some of those those blankets on them that they use on a draft horse. Kodiak Keep is warm. Kodiak is definitely a place to test your weather gear out and to see what your bush swag um, uh, can tolerate. Well, it sounds like it was an awesome trip. Yeah, what what Super a great fun. Trip. So it was Groundhog Day. You wish for better weather on Groundhog Day five days in a row, but what do you what do? You do? <laughs> But it's amazing how your body gears down. When you know you're not getting yeah. out that day, you read just a book. Relax. You know, you just relax. You just start gearing down. I guess I don't, I don't get too angst. I enjoy it. You know, you live this life of full throttle balls of the walls. You get yeah. in there, yeah. and, and you just, you know, it's, it's not bad. I mean, it definitely refreshes the soul. You're in the wilderness. What the hell are you going to do? Run to Starbucks? Oh. Kick up your well, web? It, this would be good if, if, if Brandon had wanted more ki- children. He should do more bison hunts like this, take his wife along. Five days in the tent, you get a lot of stuff done. <laughs> that would, that would work. That would work. No, it is. It's it's it it's good for you to get out. I mean, it's uh, you know you're right, Brian. I mean, it's uh, nothing to do up there, but uh, enjoy the outdoors. And I, I'm I'm here at a, in 110 degree heat today in St. George, Utah, and it was you know 40s and 50s up there. Just felt really nice. Well, it's pushing 100 here, so it's it not is. much. It might be 100. It was bad oh out there. Gosh, it was hot today. It's, it's been not good. Even this morning, to be 7 a.m., 8 a.m., it was hot. Yeah, hoofta. So uh, one question. You've been to tons of places with us, obviously, all over. We went and vetted. We have more vetting to do. In, it's December and January, or it's December and February this oh, year. Man. How would you rate um, this outfitter uh, from an uh, – and, and I, I'm interested because I know what I give him for organization, food, lodging, um, especially from cool a dog. wilderness perspective. Cool dog. <laughs> he, but he, what would you rate him? What, what would you say about him? Yeah, so uh, you're right. I've been with a lot of, a lot of outfitters. And um, there, there's when people book a hunt, I think sometimes they might have unrealistic expectations sometimes. They might get into a hunt like this and – because they're sucked in with weather, think that that's somehow the outfitter's fault or whatever. And that's not the outfitter's fault. If, if you were to uh, go into this camp with this guy, uh, he is very organized. He's got 40 plus years of experience. He knows what he's doing. Um, he's, he's someone you can trust. And I, I, he's one of the guys that I, I mean, I, I just listen to him. I just, you know, what, what do we need to do? And what, what do you recommend? And that was it for me. I, I just followed along with that because I knew his experience was there. Uh, you know, if, if, um, 
I mean, he, he's as good as any outfitter I've been with, for sure. So, uh, and he's going hard because he's not a spring chicken anymore, but say, he's a good example of a guy that has a great attitude at that age. A lot of guys get bitter. Yeah, he and he's yes. the guys either get better or they actually even get better sometimes at that age. They're more calm and they uh, they not, appreciate every year. But he's not terribly bitter. He sends a picture of him and his dog, and they both got the same vest I mean. on. And he said, "Me and me and the mutt, I'm on the left." Um, <laughs> he sends he's that, good sense of humor. He, he didn't send that to Brad. He sent it to Kelly because he, 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 he also sends he also sends free coffee coupons to Kelly. And then he texted me the other day, and he goes, "You can give Lindley one of those too. She can come up here. That's my wife." <laughs> yeah, he goes, he's, he goes, "You he's just send Kelly. Guy. He said, you just send Kelly and Lindley up here for a week, and I'll, I'll, I'll take, I'll take total care of them, you know." And I'm like laughing at him. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, he's, yeah, he's su- super smart guy. He's he's uh, he's in the he's well read and everything. He's a mountain man, you know. I would say he's one of the most worldly, cultured, educated outfitters because i've had some when like, you look at him you think he just grizzly adams a skinny version of grizzly adams that's exactly what you think but yeah. he, old beard he's super educated he's super cultured he's traveled the world when he's not there he, you know and he's super worldly i mean he knows I mean, he, he does he does tiktoks he does uh, he talks about bitcoin i mean he's you know oh dude <laughs> I, right <laughs> he, 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 he i bet he, you he's never done, never done kamala harris though what does that mean? <laughs> what never, is, never had a talk. What, with I don't even know. what does that mean? Because <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't even. You can leave means. it to your imagination. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, because she's not. I mean, I just I get lost when we say Kamala Harris. I mean, my brain, my my, my brain goes by, by Biden. Biden, just because he don't go, go blank. blanks. <laughs> Is any gay? <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. No, but he is very well. 120 what was it? Hey, 20 days. days. Come on, man. 20 days. I'll tell you what's impressive. I'll tell you what's impressive. <laughs> what's impressive to me is we're butchering those bison, and this 68-year-old guy is just flipping, kicking all of our butts butchering these bison. You know, I mean, it's it's a lot of work. And uh, he was just going to town. He didn't stop. He got it done quick. He just kept after it and didn't even slow down. I mean, just you, you wouldn't have even thought it was a – challenge for him it's like a blacktail for you so, so i gotta tell you something so I, yeah. ki- I i i shoot the blacktail and the and uh i'm about two miles back up this um drainage and we're getting ready to leave the, the um because we went down and, and he's got that boat that the amphibious boat that crawls up on the beach and he oh, said that's really cool by the way is yeah. that amazing or what so then he really cool he, he he we get up on the beach with a boat which doesn't even sound but but he can get into bays nobody else can get into so you were road hunting so no listen we get in there we get out of the boat and he goes we're just gonna hunt you know how he is he's kind of he's he's grizzly Adams but skinny and wiry and he goes we're just gonna kind of hunt up here six seven eight hundred yards and we'll see what we see and and maybe we'll find maybe we'll find a little a little further journey or something that interests us. We'll we'll see how this hunt goes. Is that not how he talks? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. So so then we get up there and we get up there and he goes, Whoa, I think those are two deer up there. And I throw the binoculars and says, Well, I got one, and he goes, Well, we should shoot that one. And I'm like, Was he good? He goes, Who cares? You've never shot a blacktail before. He goes, Well, you haven't shot one. Just 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 go ahead and shoot that one then if you want. So I was like, uh, well, he obviously wants me to shoot this, so I shoot it, and we hike up there, and I go, should I go back and get my pack? He goes, oh, no, no. When we were getting ready to leave, he goes, just leave your pack. And I'm like, "Mm, mm, this is not the typical, mm, I don't know if I like this. 
So we get up there. Well, we, we, two miles, we find these things. We kill them. I go, should I go back and get my pack? He goes, no, 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 no. I got a rope. He goes, there's nothing better than a picture. And I go, we're going to drag this thing uh, for two miles. He goes, well, of course we're going to gut it. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and he goes, he looked at me, he goes, you're a big fella. This will be okay. And I'm like, yeah, this, this totally involves me, I'm thinking. And I would much rather pack this thing. So then the, then the next one, four days later, we killed that big one. And I go, do I need the pack? He goes, oh, no, 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 no. No, we're just going to go up this drainage. We went up the drainage another almost mile, killed this thing on the far mountain. And we had to take it through the most nasty stuff ever. And I dragged that sucker out two miles, too. And, so. and he's still telling stories. Oh, yeah. I bet I could get him to drag the five more deer down that mountain. Yeah, he actually <laughs> probably is telling us. I bet I could do at least four. Did he tell you those stories? Uh, yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. See, that's good. So he didn't say we had to drag it out forever. So, oh, no. my gosh. He's one of the greatest. <laughs> he, just said you, he just said you hit your head a bunch of times and you needed a hard hat. Oh, my God. Cabin. I just about knocked myself out the one time. You're right. <laughs> so, anyway. So, well, hey, listen, great job. You know what I love most is that we take vetting seriously. Uh, you know, because we've even had other guys go, this guy's a buddy of mine. We should book a few hunts for him. Oh, yeah. And, and it's like breaks on. No, 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 super good Red guy. Flag. Doesn't matter who says it. We, we, we are vetting him. And uh, obviously, we, we'd had a hunt here before, but you, got, you went up on this one. Great job, Brandon. Congratulations. Good job, Buffalo, Buffalo Brandon. Yeah, we'll call there you. There you go. We'll buff. Call you, I'm going to no, call you Buff. No, Two Bulls, Brandon. Two Bulls. <laughs> two Bulls, Brandon. So th that's your new name, two, two Bulls, Brandon. Two Bulls Birdie for the helicopter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my god. So gosh. anyway, what, what, hey, one last thing. What, what uh, would you encourage people? Uh, to, how, how would you say to get ready for it? Uh, you know, it's this, this is a good hunt for any – physical condition type person for the most part. Uh, it's not super physically demanding. There's a little bit of, you know, moderate hiking. And, um, you know, if you're going to go uh, to Alaska on a caribou hunt or something, you'd, you'd gear up similar to that. Mm -hmm. You know, you got your good rain gear, you got your good, your good boots. Um, I, I wore, you know, Kenetrex with my King's preacher pants with my King's, uh, gaiters, uh, had my rain gear, had my puffies just in case. I, I never wore my puffies. It wasn't, it wasn't cold enough for that. And, uh, I was good with that. Um, had a pack You make sure you have a good pack and, uh, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, you're, you're ready to go with that. I mean, that, that's, uh, that's it. You don't have to be, I, I, I wanted to take my daughter on this. My daughter's uh, 14 years old. I wanted to take her to help film, but uh, this is a hunt where that's a little tricky to do because of all the coordination it takes mm -hmm. with coordinating all the flights in and out with the helicopter. And, uh, you know, there's a good chance that once you get a bison down, there could be bears on it right away. Things like that. So it's probably not the best hunt to bring a spectator with you. But I think he would uh, or I think, you know, we, we, we would make it work if there were two people that wanted to both hunt that we could make that happen. But again, the, the, the challenge is getting everybody out on the helicopter back and forth but um I, I do think you know two hunters would be a lot of fun on this mm -hmm. hunt so hey, Brandon, a buddy that wanted to do it with it, you. it would be cool to go get two bulls and, and you had a buddy to see you and, yep. and an adventure like this is good you're gonna say and and, and just to you know to do the travel with and stuff it just is an enjoyable an enjoyable especially if you Unless got weathered in. you 
Wait, unless <laughs> oh. yeah, but I did want to tell you to try to get in shape so that you don't need a helicopter chauffeur to drop you from point A to point B. And come on, <laughs> just kind of just right. be, pre be prepared, brother. Come yeah, on, come on, man. You never know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> well, hey, Brandon, I, I, I just so appreciate uh, everything you do, and it's great being in business with you. It's a lot of fun. Um, make sure you uh, uh, get a hold of us. If you want uh, any information on this, we can get you Brandon number. Uh, number you, we can get you Brandon's number. Go ahead and get us hold of us at rollingbones.com. You go anywhere on our website, it says contact us. Hit the contact button. Contact us button. You'll find it almost on every page. Send us an email. Um, we can get a hold of you. You want to call. We actually have people answer your call. We like to talk to you. 605-644-8000. Uh, In wrapping this up, I also just want to say, give a big shout out because we're over 12 countries now and almost all 50 states we're in. And it just continues to blow my mind. Uh, Walloon Gaba, we have the entire city now <laughs> listening to us. And Walloon Gaba, I just want you to know, that I didn't know how to pronounce your name the last few times. I just wanted to make sure that Brian and, and uh, Brad and Bleep wanted to uh, could could remember it. So, uh, and then Sova Island on Fiji. It sounds like we have all of you listening. So tell your brothers on the other islands. And uh, no, seriously, keep letting people know about us. We sure bring in, uh, love bringing these podcasts to you every week. So until next week. Go ahead and subscribe to us, uh, Hunt the World, share it, give us a referral, tell us other people about it. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else that we are. And uh, um, thank you, Brandon. Congratulations on those great big bison. Fun story, Buff. Hey. Good job. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much. Good to be on with you guys. Appreciate you all. And uh, it's fun, uh, fun working together. So we are excited about where we're headed, aren't we? We sure are. So until next week, stay safe, be healthy, and happy hunting. <laughs>